0: This is Brent Jensen, and you're listening to No Sleep Till Sudbury, and I am here with Mr. Rob Proust. We are in a studio in New York City.
1: West 72nd Street, down the street from the Dakota.
0: And we are on, I don't know, like the third floor. We're, we're in a little room yeah. with a piano, and uh, we're going to do a Halloween episode. And I, I thought it would be a cool idea, and and you know, Rob is gracious enough to... Um, Lend his extraordinary piano skills to ooh, a little bit scary. Trying
1: to get <laughs> Okay, this see what I think is scary. It turns into Charlie's Angels. <laughs> <laughs> it's always when they go to the commercial breaks. <laughs> it's not scary, but it sounds like it should be scary. <laughs>
0: So, what's the name of this place? Ripley Greer. Ripley Greer. Greer. Yeah. Okay.
1: So, this it's there's, um, they have many locations around the city. Yeah. And it's for theater people coming in and vocal students and shows that are in rehearsal and yeah. Yep. Tons of rooms all over. But this one in 72nd is cool because it's smaller.
0: Yeah. So. so, we can hear in another room adjacent, <laughs> there's a little, it sounds like a rehearsal going on. Like a
1: vocal, like a singing lesson.
0: So, somebody singing along to a piano. Yep. Yeah. Singing uh,
1: songs from Hairspray.
0: Yes. All right, so we're going to do a Halloween episode today. Uh, You have a host of songs that make your skin vibrate in a scary way. I do. And uh, we're going to go through those. So what do you want to do?
1: So when you first described it to me, all I wrote down was spooky sounds. And of course, the first song that came to my mind were songs that sound like they're about spooky sounds, but they may not be that spooky. Like the Monster Mash. Yes. Is the one. First one that came to mind completely not spooky it's not spooky at all but it's I guess probably in the 60s it was the idea of ooh it's a guy doing a Boris Karloff voice I was working in the lab (laughs) how's it going? But it's just the idea that it's Frankenstein it's singing like this song. It's like ragtime Yeah, it's totally. Well, it's a 50 song. Yeah. Not scary at all. No. But when I think of scary songs, I think of the monster match. Mm-hmm. Only because, like, when I was a little kid, I loved watching old scary movies and stuff. Like yes. monster movies and... There used to be a show... Did you guys have TV Ontario up in Sudbury? Yeah, Channel 2. Remember, uh, what was it called? Uh, Magic Shadows? Yes. With Elwe Yost was the host. Five nights a week they would do... Yeah. He would do his show and like split up a movie into parts. He was kind of scary himself. Actually. He was like the little guy with the mustache sitting in the chair like, okay, we're going to... It's like every movie became a serial because he'd break it into five parts. Yes. So that was the first time I remember seeing King Kong. Yeah. And the first time I saw the old Lon Chaney's uh, Phantom of the Opera. Right. And Mothra, yeah, probably Godzilla for sure. <laughs> yeah. And and so I think when I was a kid and discovered the Monster Mash, it was that same kind of thing. Yeah. Even though it was a silly pop song, it somehow made still made me think of those old yeah. monster movies in a way. Yeah. It's funny. So that was the first thing that came to my mind. Okay. Then I was thinking of songs that made me scared personally that mm-hmm. weren't really that scary. Like there was a song by um, Dickie Lawrence, "The Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia." Yeah. Remember that song? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The story of the song was scary because it was just about a guy. It was a sheriff in a town whose daughter like had an affair, or like she had a boyfriend that then the sheriff ended up killing, or something. Yeah. There was like blood stains on the ground, or something. Yeah. It was scary. Like to me, that's a, that's like spooky. That's a spooky sounding song.
0: Yeah, when you're a kid. When, when you're, you're a, a kid, kid, of course. Sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's not that much really scary piano music, but for me, I always think of this. Um, the Exorcist Tubular Bells Oh mm. Because it was Tubular Bells But it was used for The Exorcist what, was, it was it really? It was the theme for The Exorcist Oh It was the same year That it was released Uh huh You're right Yep And that music Scared the crap
0: out of me Yeah me too Um,
1: There was a co- I remember there was a couple Of radio commercials That were made I mean I was only I guess eight mm-hmm. When that movie came out But there were some radio commercials That I remember hearing And they had like These weird voices in them And stuff as well Yes yep. And when that music would start I would like jump up to turn off the radio. Yeah.
0: That was, was the true game changer <laughs> in horror movies. Totally, because it? it does sound
1: like Halloween and stuff too, right? Yeah. Those like little creepy piano things. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: That's right. What's the Halloween theme? Um Or is it the same? It's not the same. Ish.
1: But it's I can only think of the DJ Jazzy Jeff version. He had a song called <laughs> A Nightmare on My Street. He never like used the theme from Halloween. And it was something like that. Now what song is this? It's a crazy, Tricky. <laughs> it's crazy, Tricky. It all comes from there, doesn't it? It all does. <laughs> it is. It all comes from Ozzy. Spooky music is all from Ozzy. Oh my God! Yeah, Tubular Bells, though that was the one. And it's funny because it's not really scary music, mm-hmm. but it's because we associate it with it now too. That's right. It yeah. really is. It's that thing. My other scary music was I used to have a a Disney album from the Haunted Mansion. Okay. Remember the Haunted Mansion? Yes. There was a whole album of like spooky sound effects Mm -hmm. and things. Chains rattling and I mean that's kid stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. These are my spooky sounds. But it reminds me of the Haunted Mansion. Like it's, again, it it, like the music always ends up being associated with something else. Yes. Like it's, I think it's part of the reason too why I love horror film soundtracks. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Fantasia. Yes. Uh, Do you ever see the Disney film Fantasia? Never have. Never so it's an animated film, okay. but there's a little music, uh, I can't even play it, but it's famous from Bach. It's this big famous organ piece. Yes. But it was used in Fantasia as like this thing with these demons going to the underworld. and stuff. Right. And it's Again, it's like music is only spooky if you associate it with something spooky. For me, even spooky music isn't spooky to me anymore because I like it. Like, I like the sound of mystery in a way. Yeah. But some people hear scary music and go, oh my god, I'm scared. Like, it's creepy. Mm-hmm. Which I guess it could be. Yeah. But to me, I just like it all. I guess I developed like, I developed a creepy gene. Yeah. I have a gene for enjoying that kind of weird stuff. <laughs> because also, remember the hilarious House of Frankenstein. Totally.
0: Billy Van. We talked about that earlier lot talk- today. I know.
1: And he had to wear... Remember, the wolf man would come out, and then yeah. he would do his little dances. But he would dance to, like, Three Dog Night and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was always that weird juxtaposition. Like cool, like cool tunes. Yeah. Exactly. House of the Rising Sun, like, like real pop... Like late 60s kind of pop hit. Yeah. He would do that stuff. But again, it's like... It's that marriage of something that you're looking at with something that doesn't really sound scary, but then you associate the two together. That's right. That's sort of the marriage of the two, I guess. Exactly. And there are situations, sometimes when you're watching
0: TV, there will be a scary or an unpleasant image, but then they'll play a happy song, yeah. which really kind of freaks people out.
1: Right. Or like, th- what's always scary to people is like the sound of a kid's voice. Yes. And then they'll play like a, like something like, like it sounds like a nursery rhyme, yeah, yeah. but then there's something scary happening around it. Yes. And then you, you're like, you know something weird is going to happen.
0: It's super creepy.
1: Right. It becomes creepy, but it yeah. like in normal context. It's just a kid. It it's like pleasant. a yeah. It's like a nursery rhyme. Yeah. It's very strange. But that's the power of like marrying those two juxtapositions together. I guess that's right. Really. Yeah. It's weird because like there's a lot of modern classical music that to me sounds like it could be from a film score. Yeah. But it doesn't exist for film scores. Like there's there's some like some Eastern European composers who do stuff that's really sounds like it could be scary. Yeah. But it's not associated with anything, so you have no reason to really think it's scary. Yeah. But it kind of sounds like that. Like it's very angular kind of stuff.
0: And what about like a sharp note? You know, like say like um like the Jaws theme, for example. Yeah. So it's not like a whole step towards yeah. a half step, right?
1: That's sounds scary. That's the mystery. Right. Because you don't know what's gonna happen. Exactly. But now we all know. Shark, <laughs> <It was> sharp know. <laughs>
0: That's a um, an implementation in metal, is that we use that uh, sharp note to make a yeah. song sound evil-sounding.
1: What's that? Oh. Well, there's a, a Jimi Hendrix thing. I don't even know what... Uh, Purple Haze. Purple Haze. Yeah. He uses a sharp note like that as well. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And it gives it a re- It's a weird kind of tension, right? That's right, exactly. Sure. Yeah,
0: it adds tension. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
1: And there's a there's a, a, a interval they call the devil's... The devil's, the devil's
0: uh, tritone. The tritone. Yeah, that's, you know the song Black Sabbath by yeah, Black Sabbath? Yeah. That's the devil's tritone. There it
1: is. And that was
0: forbidden centuries ago, uh-huh. right? Yeah. You could not play that. It was it was against whatever laws they had. Yeah,
1: yeah. Thing. There were specific rules with harmony and with intervals and things. That's yeah.
0: right. It was like a sin against the church if you played the devil's tritone. Right? Yeah. Do you know the devil's tritone?
1: That's it.
0: There's a third note, though. Oh, there is? Isn't
1: there? I don't know.
0: I could be totally wrong.
1: Because that's a uh, augmented fourth. Okay. But it, I mean, it also depends on where it's going to resolve to. Yeah. Like that on its own, it creates some tension. Yeah. But it depends where you're going to go with it. If you do that, yeah. then all of a sudden it becomes just a seventh. The Simpsons theme is based on the Devil's. It's the Devil's art. music. <laughs> the Simpsons has been dementing minds for thirty years. The other thing I always found to be scary, as far as like sounds, is like sound effect record. And my favorite things were like just the sound of wind, just wind and like rustling trees and things that seemed sort of innocuous, like the sound of a train in the distance or whatever. Yes. But removed from any images. It could almost become... You could make it whatever you want it to be. It could become sort of scary. See, that's really interesting mm-hmm. because
0: I, I totally get what you're saying, but your mind makes it that way. Yeah. So you default to that thought. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? So yeah. this is a neutral sound. Yeah, exactly. But your brain defaults to a scary position. Totally. Isn't that peculiar?
1: It is weird, but that's, that's also like what we're saying with tubular bells. Like with how tubular bells doesn't necessarily imply anything. Yeah. But because now you think of the exorcist... <laughs> sudden it's like sounds like it's going to be scary
0: yeah exactly
1: but it's not really but it is yeah but it's not <laughs> but it is but it's not uh, okay wait what is lost on my list there was a song by Three Dog Night called Werewolf okay do you remember this song god that was a hit when I was a little kid and it was something about going to shoot a werewolf in the, in the village or something okay. I can't even sing it to you because I don't remember it that well mm. but I remember it was just called Werewolf but again, it wasn't. It was a pop song, so it wasn't really a scary song. Like werewolves of London. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there's funeral music. Like there's the famous music by Chopin, yeah. which is written for a funeral. So it's. Sca- I mean, it's not scary music. It's mournful music. Yeah. It's usually like scary movies as well like to just be like a mysterious sort of atmospheric yeah kind of thing, more than anything else yeah it's weird like do you have scary music like do you think do you think of scary music um does anything come immediately to mind no you know I don't I don't
0: like I said all this stuff in like sharps there was a scary Pink Floyd song that I listened it starts with an acoustic uh, guitar and I used to lay in bed and listen to that and that mm. was scary like uh-huh. that would freak me out uh-huh. Uh, other than that I can't really I, I can't really think of any Particularly frightening music Really Other than the obvious stuff You know Tubular bells And that
1: stuff Exactly But it's funny Because like people talk about Heavy metal music Like in general Yeah People who don't listen to heavy metal Say oh it's scary music Yeah Like F sharp Is yeah. always like, the scary like, Yeah right yeah. It's the devil's music yeah. But when you're actually listening to it, theres it's not inherently scary. I mean, it's maybe the intensity scares people sometimes. Yeah. In a way. That's probably what it is. It's maybe. frightening. Yeah.
0: Like when Led Zeppelin first came out, people were kind of... It, which is bizarre, right? People were, were frightened by yeah. Led Zeppelin because it was right. like, oh my God, what is this? Uh-huh. it's loud and it's fast and it's its heavy metal.
1: Totally. Right. You know? But now yeah.
0: it's like, it's just rock.
1: It seems so innocent in a way. Right. Which is weird because it shouldn't really. But I think its it's also people's... It's the amount of attention we give to music. If we play anything while we're doing three other things, mm-hmm. the music loses some of the impact. Yeah, compared to when you sit in front of a couple of speakers and you just listen to what's happening. Yeah, you know, your focus is it like it's it drawn into you in a whole different way.
0: And sadly, that that's oftentimes the case. Yeah, music is not the thing anymore. It's <clears throat> a thing yeah. now, right? So it yeah. is oftentimes the third. It's like an application for people.
1: Exactly. You put on the music while you're doing something else. Right. In order to just fill the space. Yeah. I've tried to be more conscious of doing that too. Like the last few months, sitting down in front of speakers yeah. is just putting on music. Yeah. And listening to it. Like it just like closing my eyes and just listening to it. Even yeah. even without headphones, I find yeah. even without headphones it's oh more important.
0: Yeah. You know? So I used to have a pair, and I just got rid of them. And I, I, almost want them back just because, like, they're too big. But I can't have them; they're not practical. But yeah. Paradigm Phantoms, yeah. and I would position them on either side, left mm-hmm. channel, right channel, and yeah. I would sit in the middle yeah. and listen to old Stones records. Yeah, and you can pick things out that you're not necessarily going to get from the sound doc or whatever it is. Yeah. Like it's just it's fascinating because literally you feel like you're 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 moving into something totally, and you're inside it.
1: Yeah, you know. Yep absolutely I know and I like it's weird that even for us it almost becomes a lost art in a way because we just allow it to yeah. like I love listening to music I listen to music non-stop but so often it's with headphones on and it's while I'm doing something else like if or I like traveling if I'm on the subway or whatever but I do find that the experience of being in front of speakers makes a difference yes it really does absolutely it does there's no question
0: I gotta get those paradigms back you do
1: <laughs> get them for sure <laughs> whatever spooky music is there what Like, there's no really I mean, what is this? I don't even know what this is from. What you, like, all the cartoons <laughs> that's what they call scary music, right? Ooh, that means there's a ghost coming. Like, yeah, you know, something cartoons. bad is going to happen. Yeah. It's got to be from something that I had no idea what Because that's what I mean, it's almost like satirical in a way. Yeah, it is now for sure. But it was meant to mean something scary is happening.
0: Yeah. It seems so silly. What's the scariest spoon song that you can think of? <laughs> Let's see.
1: Do we have scary songs?
0: You had no scary songs in this Spoon.
1: We must have had a scary song. How about Honey Sweet? Honey Sweet had scary songs? <laughs> no scary songs. The good thing with music though, you can make any song scary. If you take it and you make it a minor song, it always makes it sound scary. honey sweet song what does it take
0: minor well, see it makes it sound so much more desolate almost yeah. right
1: Song in the world, you make if it's a major song and you make it a minor? Do it with romantic traffic. Oh, (laughs) jeez. Wow.
0: (laughs) Weird, isn't that crazy?
1: Because then the verse is minor already. Yeah. Which is weird. Is anyways, yeah. the saddest of all keys I don't know what is that thing from to? Tap what key is the saddest is it, is it D flat D flat is the saddest of all keys I used to do it with Abba songs all the time because I did Mamma Mia forever yeah any Abba song I mean they're all they're all so simple in the first place if you make them minor they, all, they still sound kind of good but just weird like Dancing Queen yeah It's scary, but it's it just scary, just mournful. Yeah, everything becomes exactly. mournful. Exactly, yeah. it's very bizarre. I know. Is there are there Halloween songs like specific besides the Monster Mash? Are there other songs that are like mm. specifically? I don't know.
0: You know, when you think about Halloween. We did this last year. A buddy did mine, you do a Halloween special Blaine. last yeah. year? Yeah, Jamie Blaine from Nashville did mm-hmm. it, and we talked about people like Alice Cooper. Uh, yeah, and Kiss, mm-hmm. and all the obvious ones, right? Well, Alice Cooper, at the beginning of his career, had some pretty, you know. Messy, screwed up songs, right? On like Uh Billion Dollar Babies, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: But towards the end, they were not. You know, he actually had a song about uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Jason, what was it called? It was on like Constrictor or something like that. Um, It was written uh, for the soundtrack of whatever Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, really? But you know, they weren't scary at that time. Like the first two, maybe were scary, and then it just got really campy and goofy.
1: Wow.
0: But you know, poor Alice Cooper. (laughs) I think this is like Friday the Thirteenth Part Twelve or whatever. Yeah, right it was the man behind the mask that's what it was called Mm. he's back the man behind the mask
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. you
0: know and it was almost more it matched it matched the series because it was as campy as the series was it wasn't foreboding or or scary or mournful or anything right you know so
1: it feels like some electronic music too gets a little it can sound a little scary in a way like there's sometimes like with filter sweeps and things you can do yeah with sound effects yeah That can almost make you think it's going to be scary. Yeah. But it may not, again, it may not be really scary. Your mind doesn't know how to process what it's hearing. Right. So it becomes a little afraid. I remember years ago going with my stepson to the Museum of Natural History. And we were hearing this music from, like, Polynesian Islands or something. It was like this weird drumming and stuff. And he was really scared by this music. And it was fascinating to me to think, like, he had this instinctive sort of, like, Ooh, it was almost like uh, voodoo music. Oh wow! It was like some weird tribal thing that was happening. Yeah, and he was kind of scared of it. I remember thinking, "Oh, that's kind of cool that you're scared." Instinctively, there's a sound that makes you kind of afraid, right? Because you have nothing to relate it to, exactly. But just from that sound, you're kind of getting freaked out by it. Yeah. and I thought that was super cool. Yeah, because I'm like, yeah, oh, don't be! You don't have nothing! You don't have anything to be afraid of!" Right? But it's cool that you're afraid because that means the music has a power. Oh, absolutely! There's a power that it has, you know? Absolutely, which I like. I don't get scared by music. Like, it never does that to me. And if if I hear something that I think sounds mysterious, I'm more drawn to it. Yeah. In a way, too. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I've always been that way, too. Mm -hmm. I like when music surprises me in that way. Yeah. You know, when you're (coughs) expecting something, it's (coughs) like, okay, I I get that. But if it kind of tweaks you, if it surprises you, then it tweaks you. Yeah. And so I like when that happens. For sure. So if it's in a minor key or if there's a sharp in there, you know, it kind of throws you off and you kind of go, mm, wow, that's yep. interesting. Absolutely. It's more compelling than it is mm-hmm. scary. Totally, yeah, exactly. But,
1: yeah. yeah, it's weird. And I, like I said earlier, like I think I've always loved things that, that people might think are scary because they're associated with a, like, a scary film or whatever. Yeah. And often that's classical music. There's a lot of classical music that does that. Certainly. Because people people often don't listen to classical music on its own. Yeah. Because it sounds like movie music. A lot of people think, oh, it sounds like it's from a film. Yeah. Which it often does because they have really grown up, through the 20th century, they've grown up together like that. Yes. And a lot of composers, especially like from Germany, came to Hollywood in the 1920s and 30s because it was the new art form. Yeah. To combine those worlds together. So they took a lot of their... Their classical, like the stuff that they were learning and that they were writing, and then it got m- married to the films, and then you have those as- you associate the two together like that. Again, the association. Yeah. Yeah. Which I love, that's why I love it. Like like when I hear music from the score for like King Kong or something. Yeah. It's not scary at all, but it just it reminds me of King Kong, so that's I think right. it's scary by association.
0: It's imprinting, too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Totally. You think about when you saw those, those films as a kid. Yep. It's definitely an imprinting thing happening there.
1: Totally. Yeah. Remember, did you ever see the movie uh, Black Christmas? No. Ooh, you no. need to watch Black Christmas. What is that? Okay, cause I shouldn't even tell you. All your listeners will know. <laughs> Black Christmas was a super scary film from like 1970... I want to say 77, 78, 79, somewhere was, around there. That was a good time for Canadian film movies. directed by what's-his-name who did Porky's. Whose name I'm now not gonna remember, mm. but it's starring Margot Kidder, okay, and also starring Olivia Hussey, who played Juliet in Romeo and Juliet, the oh. Seffarelli film. I know this film. Yeah, yeah. It takes place at a soror- like a like a not a sorority, but maybe it's a sorority, like in Toronto at Uf- on the U of T campus. That's right. Yeah, it's a scary though. Yeah. But I'm just thinking now that I can't even think of if there's any actual music in it because the movie is so scary. Anyways, it doesn't mm-hmm. even matter what you're listening to.
0: What's the scariest movie you've ever seen?
1: The scariest movie? No. Yeah. <sighs> the Shining. Although I had read the book already. Okay. So I was a little prepared for it. Yeah. But seeing it was still a little scary. Yeah. Still kind of freaked me out. And there was a, a TV movie, which I know a lot of people from my or our generation talk about, called Trilogy of Terror. Okay. Which was a made-for-TV thing, which was played in the 70s. Yeah. Starring Karen Black. And it was a like an a, a hour-long or 90-minute thing with I think three short films in it and one of them was about this voodoo doll Ooh. and the thing comes to life in her apartment and it's like trying to kill her and stuff and it's scary as hell wow it's really freaky and that was one of the scariest things I've ever seen mm. unexpectedly too because I didn't expect that it was I didn't know what it was going to be anyways but I didn't expect it to be that what yeah. it was and it was super scary what's the scariest film you've ever seen uh, what, what gets
0: your vote The Changeling you ever seen oh, that Oh, I
1: do but I don't remember it George but, C. with George C. Scott, Scott. yeah, yeah. It yeah. is
0: terrifying, uh-huh. and I saw. I mean, again, it's imprinting. I saw it when I was eight years old. Oh, jeez, stupidly, yeah, and that wheelchair going around yes. the attic right. scares the crap. Have you seen it since? Yeah, you... it's just ominous. It's just like a. It's an awful.
1: Is it movie. still though? Well, no. You know, no. it used yet, to be really. You... When I was a kid, what was another mm-hmm. scary film? Was the Amityville Horror? Oh yeah, I saw it recently, and it was so bad. I know. I can't believe that I was scared by it.
0: Those movies didn't age very well. No. Because <laughs> that was scary. That movie. It was, it was
1: really scary. scary. There was something about like like eyes, but again, I had yeah. read the book too. Yeah, and I think that the book, when you read a book, it really helps you. It imprints something else in you too. Even if you see a film, yeah, there's still some an extra level, yeah, of scariness in a way too. Yeah, but yeah, every yeah, horror, I love the book, and I remember liking the movie, and then I watched it recently, and I thought, oh my god, it's so bad. Yeah, yeah, couldn't believe that I was scared by it. Yeah, <laughs> I used to be scared by Gene Simmons too, though. Know. We know what that's all about. That's right. We used to be scared by Gene. Sorry. I used to have those four Kiss Alive posters on my closet. Yes. And there were nights that I would go to bed and I have to open the closet so I would have to look at his face. No. Like, I didn't even want to see his face. You were that scared. <laughs> that's yeah. hilarious. It's hilarious. So silly.
0: Yeah. Well, we were talking about this today, that um, Kiss Alive too. my very first memory of Kiss was seeing that record yeah. up on the wall yeah. in the music store up on the rack and seeing Gene Simmons' face was yeah. like, he, you know, he, he, he was sweaty and the yeah. lighting was such that he looked like a demon right. like he truly did yeah. and he had uh, the, the blood in his mouth and everything and, and that was my first kind of visual of him and it's, yep. it, it was scary.
1: And again, we're like scared by association. For some reason, the guy with that makeup just scared us and yeah, I mean, the music wasn't scary but somehow the idea of that guy it's it's like a very mythological concept yeah, in some yeah. way
0: and you know what he, to his credit he did such a great job with you know the demon character itself simmons was so great because he had a, a, an affinity for the old horror movies yes. like he was into that into that genre or something like that yeah. but like the way that he moved you know, and that gift that you sent me, the Via the oh, yeah, right. Tex, the, the Dynasty, uh-huh. I think it's from yeah. it's from I Was Made For Loving
1: You. Yeah. Right? yeah. So
0: that it, it's all black except there are four faces. Yeah. And his head tilts. Creepy, and his, right? his tongue comes out really slowly yeah. and deliberately. Yeah. And it's gross. Uh-huh. Now it's gross. Even I, I, then, I, You right. sent me that two days ago and yeah. I look at that and go, that's
1: gross. I know. You know. It's still a little creepy. Yeah. He had that, he's got that magic thing.
0: But he was very good at that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of scary, but again, it's almost by association because he's creating this image of a thing that you, that he's not necessarily saying you should be scared of me, but he's almost saying I'm scary. Yes, was he the scariest guy in rock and roll? <laughs> Who else did those kind of things though? Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper scary. did
0: I, I, early on.
1: Yeah, yeah. People don't necessarily go for like this the scary angle. You know, Marilyn Manson to a degree. Yeah, that's uh, true. Slipknot. Yeah,
0: you know they all kind of ratcheted it up to the next level That's it true. was scary for a little while I don't know if Manson movies was scary but it was, it was more disturbing it was almost the same way with horror movies because yeah. horror movies tried to, to scare you with like you know making you jump mm-hmm. right by frightening you mm-hmm. like boo but films like uh, they, they started taking the psychological angle yeah. one of the first ones that did that it was um, it was about those kids who were backpacking in Europe what was it Hostel Remember, hostile. Oh, no, yeah, I don't. Hostile. Uh, so it was more of a psychological. And saw. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, right. It wasn't uh-huh. like a
0: boo. Yeah, it was like, oh god, like it, it, this is psychologically very disturbing. Right. So they took that that new kind of uh, tack with it, right? mm-hmm. and I think music did the same thing with with Marilyn Manson, and Slipknot. It wasn't like, look how scary I am, boo. It was like, look how disturbing I am.
1: It's true. Nine Inch Nails too, I guess. Yeah. a way. Yes. And those and those come back to like electronic elements in the music too. Yep. Throwing in some like weird sounds and things. Yeah. But like pop songs, not so much. That's no. why like when I think of the things whenever I think of the things that, that I thought were scary, they weren't really scary songs, just what I associated them with.
0: You know what a scary song was for me when I was a kid? And I've talked about this before. Yeah. Close to you by the Carpenters.
1: Oh really? because, well the
0: Carpenters in general, I shouldn't just say that, just because they were creepy. Yeah. You know what I mean? This, the the music was flouncy and fun, but then the, the yeah. you knew Karen Carpenter's story, and it was just there was this kind of dark macabre side to it was it was very um, it was interesting because it was it was two sided, mm-hmm. you know? Because I didn't really understand what the message was intended to be, really.
1: Yeah, right. When you said that, I just remembered there was a song in f- <laughs> the first Partridge Family album used to scare me <laughs> when I was probably <laughs> Dude, a lot of these songs. Yeah, when I was five or six or whatever. Yeah, it was a song called "I Can Feel Your Heartbeat." Oh, I know And it had a little weird beat going, boom, 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 It yeah. sounded like a heartbeat. Yeah. I can feel your heartbeat, though you didn't even say a word. Boom, mm. It had like weird echoes and things. Yeah. And so, yeah, those are the kind of things that there were the sounds, and it, and it was a little scary to me, but also it drew me in. Yes. Because I wasn't afraid, but I liked the idea, of, ooh, that's mysterious more than anything. Yeah. It's the mystery. Like, I never got scared by something specifically as much as I was drawn to the mystery. Right. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Because you, it, it's a song evoking an image without being so specific. Like, I don't know what they were trying to do with it, but it was definitely like a bit of a mystery to it. Yeah. Like, also, that, uh, it was like that David Essex song, Rock On. That had, like, weird echoes and things in the music. Yes.
0: It was very atmospheric. Yeah, that's the atmosphere that was super cool. Yeah. I love that. What are you going to play us out with? A scary song?
1: ministry yeah I don't know how to play it though well the scariest thing that's not really scary is that thing that I play Phantom of the Opera because yeah. <laughs> that evokes like cheesy silent film music yeah thanks to Angela Dark Side of the Moon. And also, it's in uh, Calling Occupants. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Too. Uh, but, yeah. That's for another day.
0: Very interesting. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been No The Yeah, boo. With uh, Brent Jensen, my very special guest, Mr. Rob Pruce. Happy Halloween, everybody.
1: Happy spooky day.
0: Don't eat too much candy. Till next time, take good care. <laughs>
1: Brent Jensen is the best-selling author of No Sleep Till Leftover People, and All My Favorite People Are Broken. All titles available in stores and on
0: Amazon Worldwide.